Hey folks, I'm here today to tell you about Visible. Something unfortunate about wireless services, what you see isn't always what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. No perception check required. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month, taxes and fees included. If you're looking for a carrier that is upfront with no hidden fees, then go to Visible.com to make the switch. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save, and you're going to be getting unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Visible is the wireless carrier that's constantly operating from a zone of truth. In their quest for total transparency, Visible wants you to know the monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hey everybody, welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Brian. And I'm Will. This is the podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons and Dragons, from spoopy spells to slurping slimes. And today we're talking about shadows and scarecrows. Hey, Brian. Hey, Will. How you doing today? It's spooky times it again. Is, it is. I'm so excited. My kid is already, it's September when we're recording these, but my uh, kid is already wearing Halloween shit. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's cool. I'm very stoked. It's basically Halloween in my house already. That's awesome. Good yeah, times. I love Halloween, and uh, I love horror movies. I like horror games. And uh, You got a favorite horror movie, Will? Ooh, a favorite horror movie. Or a classic um, that you put on often? I think Poltergeist is a classic I like hey. to watch. It's a good movie. Is that um, Stephen King? No, it's a Steven Spielberg movie, though. Yeah, Steven yeah. Spielberg. It's one um, of those Steves. It's one of the Stevens. Thank you, blessed Steves. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, off the top of my head, like, there's so many bad ones. Like, I like the there's Evil Dead so series. so many bad ones. Yeah. Um, those end up being, like, parodies later on, right? Yeah. Like, they kind of change yeah. as they go. Yeah, absolutely. I remember enjoying The Grudge when I was in high school. That came out then. I throw on uh, Shaun of the Dead. Which I, is love like a comedy. Yeah. I love Shaun of the Dead. I love Shaun of the Dead. Great movie. Yeah, absolutely. Hot Fuzz is pretty good too. But uh, I mean, Hot Fuzz is also solid. Yeah, uh, Shaun of the Dead's where it's at for me. Yeah. Um, yeah what are we talking about today? We are talking about shadows and scarecrows. Spooky and, stuff. Uh, we're gonna start with shadows, um, and this is actually one of my favorite of the spooky monsters in D and D. And I have some ideas that I have always wanted to do with these guys, but I've never done it. But okay. We'll, we'll get into it. So how do you kill a shadow? It's a great question. They, they address some of the shadow lore, like shadow physics, fantasy physics and Peter Pan. Oh, that they do. Yeah. So <laughs> lurking in the shadow fell are many strange and dark monsters. Foremost among these threats are shadows, flickering motes of darkness that subsist on the shadows cast by living creatures or their life force. Depending on the edition you are playing, the lore depicts them as either incorporeal undead or dark and mysterious natives to the Shadowfell born from the plane itself. 
Ooh. Although, as we've discussed in the Shadowfell episode long ago, the Shadowfell was inherently tied to one death, so why not both? Yeah, long ago. Long ago. Yeah, that was a while back. Yeah. Um, I like the Shadowfell, though. Yeah, the Shadowfell is inherently tied... Oh, yeah, I read that. Regardless of the type, category, or keyword of these monsters, their appearance and behavior is pretty much identical across all editions. Shadows of sentient creatures seem to be nothing more than patches of mobile gloom, more or less humanoid in shape. They are creatures of sentient darkness, hating life and light with equal fervor. These chaotic evil entities are the cause of much fear, death, and dark tales among the humanoid societies of Dungeons and Dragons, and they're most infamous for their life-draining touch, which bestows a painful chill of non-existence. Cool. Okay. <laughs> so, as one would imagine, uh, D&D Shadow looks pretty much identical to a mundane shadow cast by a humanoid, with the exception of being a deep, dark blackness, regardless of any light source present. Okay. You guys know shadows, right? You know shadows. You guys have yeah. seen shadows. Everyone's got one of those, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because of this, a shadow can be difficult to see in dark or gloomy areas, but stands out starkly in brightly illuminated places. You guys know shadows, right? <laughs> you guys know how shadows work? I knew. I knew we were going to have this discussion. Yes, they look like fucking shadows, but I have to pad the episode, so here we go. And the shadow can disguise itself in a 2D silhouette against the surface or hide within any, any mundane shadow, it can also raise itself off of surfaces and exist in a 3D space. Okay, cool. Right. So it can be a, like a hologram pretty much. It can much. be like an actual Like a thing. ghost? Yeah, like, kind of a ghost, like a ghost kind of, yeah. All right. Uh, the image of the 5 Monster Manual appears to be a shadow disguised as the shadow of a man rising up from behind the man and strangling him to death. Dope. Which is cool if you want to look that up. Uh, a shadow can move <laughs> okay. through any... <laughs> A shadow can move through any space at least an inch wide, uh, making escaping them extremely difficult. A shadow is five to six feet tall and is weightless. Well, is it always five to six feet tall? I mean, if it's like imitating. Well, when it's in its form. It can't imitate anything. Oh. Necessarily. Does that make sense? Kind of. Like, like, I get what you mean. So it has a static form. It has a static form. But it can squeeze through spaces like uh, cracks under doors and stuff like that. Yeah, okay. Like shadow, but it can't, yeah. it can't like change its shape at will. Okay, so it can't like, be like, I'm imitating a bunny today or no, like changeling No, no, it can't. Not anything I read, nothing said that. So I Okay, so it just looks like a like a creepy a person. A shadow of a, of a, a human man. Th- this art kind of looks like a Dementor a little bit. It's yeah, like it's Dementor-ish. Cloaked in black, yeah, that sort of yeah, thing. It's got stuff. creepy, you know, claw hands. I wonder how much of this is like kind of um, exaggerated for the art of the book. There's one that looks like a very, this is very creepy. Is that 5e? Did I? Oh, that looks custom. That looks like. Yeah. yeah actually, that's not even a shadow. I don't know. This is something I don't Yeah, know. that looks like some dark phantom specter from the void. Good good on them for catching my eye, though. But I do see I do see the the, the kind of uh, this dude getting strangled is like the key thing I should be looking at. So it's yeah. more like a, um, I'm getting like a Slenderman or but a little thicker. The kind of so not the Slenderman, the thicker man. Thicker man. Uh, so yeah, the thicker going. man, um, or uh, no face, but without the mask. Yeah, from, no face is definitely more Ghibli, like a shadow. Yeah, from uh, Spirited Away. Spirited if Away. Anyone's not seen that movie, see it. It's a masterpiece. It's very good. No face. Everybody's seen No Face. Pretty. No much. face is the best. Um, so natural enemies of all that live, shadows are aggressive and predatory in nature. They are quick to strike and make short work of those unprepared to deal with them. From the darkness, a shadow reaches out to feed on a living creature's vitality. They can consume any living creature, living creature, but they are especially drawn to creatures untainted by evil. It is said that a creature that lives a life of goodness and piety consigns its basest impulses and strongest temptations to the darkness where the shadows hunger. Mm. Now, that doesn't actually make sense. I, I've 
I've looked at this sentence many times. <laughs> you said you said a lot of words. It, that by the way, like, this was a quote, and I think it was from the 3.5 uh, Monster Manual or uh, possibly from one of the books, from one of the older books. You know, the D&D books. Yeah, you know, those old. ones that I have to read to do these episodes. <laughs> um, and I took this quote because like, I felt like it sounded good and like it's explaining like why the shadows prefer good people. But if you really read it, it doesn't make fucking sense. No. <laughs> I mean, you said it aloud, so I only got it the one time, and I was I'll like, "I'll read yeah, it again if you it want." It sounds like I'm gonna get eaten when yeah. you say it. So, like, I think it came across. I'm gonna read it, it one more time, to, right? Okay. So, it is said that a creature that lives a life of goodness and piety consigns its basest impulses and strongest temptations to the darkness, where the shadows hunger. Well, if you're consigning, did I, did I do that? <laughs> Are you sure? If you're, if you're consigning these things to the darkness where the shadows hunger, well, then I guess they're eating their fill already, right? None of that makes sense. Moving on. Okay. As the shadow drains its victim's strength of physical form, yeah, physical form, the victim's shadow darkens and begins to move of its own volition. Mm. In death, the creature shadow breaks free, becoming a new one dead shadow, a new one dead shadow, hungry for more life to consume. So this is get killed by one, become one. Okay. Yeah. Sure. This makes them extremely dangerous as a single shadow can theoretically very quickly wipe out an entire town as one becomes two, two become four, four become eight, and so on until there are none left alive for the shadows to consume. Word of mouth uh, is very powerful. <laughs> so tell someone about the it dungeon is. cast. It Become is. our shadows. <laughs> Become our shadows, please. It is said that the number of shadows in the world is increasing every year, almost as if a powerful force is driving them. None are yet to uncover the power behind them, though, so perhaps the shadows' increasing presence is only a product of their propagation. It's probably somebody working from the shadows. Nice. <laughs> That wasn't planned or no, scripted. It super wasn't. It's good um, cues. If yeah. a creature from which a shadow has been created somehow returns to life, its undead shadow will sense their return. The undead shadow might seek its parent. <laughs> Fuck! No! <laughs> no! No! <laughs> in order to it's vex. Cannot be! <laughs> the undead shadow might seek its uh, quote unquote parent in order to vex or slay them. Whether the shadow pursues its living counterpart or not, the creature that birthed the shadow no longer casts one until the monster is destroyed. Oh, man, okay. So if you're killed by a shadow, but then revived later, you don't have a shadow until your shadow out there dies. Like, even a regular shadow. Like, you just don't cast a shadow. Yeah, you just don't cast a shadow. A shadow. Exactly. And that's how you know. It's like, ah, fuck, Jimmy. Yeah, you got a shadow out there. Ah, Jimmy. And now you're just setting up a shotgun at your door every night. I know, waiting for it to come find you, yeah. Yeah. Ooh, that's that's scary. Um, Yeah. You see other people, you're firing your crossbow bolts into other people's shadows, like all paranoid and shit. (laughs) I like that. So, shadows travel in loosely organized packs that freely roam ancient ruins, graveyards, and dungeons. But they have no leaders and thus spend much of their time roaming aimlessly about their chosen surroundings. Okay. Sometimes a shadow may... It's a random encounter monster in a graveyard. Yeah, yeah, basically. Sometimes a shadow may ally with a creature that offers them the chance to slay living foes, such as like evil wizards, devotees to dark gods, and evil humanoid tribes working with shadows. Though, uh, they view creatures as unreliable, because they are. Yeah, they're like, hey, dude, uh, I'm hunting some adventurers. You want to come kill one? (laughs) Hell yeah. (laughs) Exactly. I need a friend. I'm so lonely. Shadows have consistently (laughs) shown that alliances and gods hold little sway over them. A shadow fights alongside a mortal because the relationship is convenient, not because the creature shares any sense of service or duty. Although few mortals traffic in shadow magic, also known as nethermancy, those who do follow that perilous practice gain the ability to command shadows. Uh, Shadows are eager to serve such mortals as if the shadows know a horrid secret that their mortal master cannot comprehend. Okay, so this is just like they're writing stuff that sounds scary so that you can fill in the, exactly. the Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So shadows hate bright light and radiate energy is lethal to them. In a shadow's eyes, the world is a web of darkness pierced by annihilating light. Previous to 5e, they had no particular weakness to daylight other than the light's ability to reveal their presence, but now have sunlight sensitivity. The creature's reliance on stealth and darkness keeps them confined to dungeons and other dark places. Okay. Any questions about shadows, Brian? Can I play one? Um, you mean as like a character? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it just depends on your DM. I mean, yeah, I would the answer because the answer is always yes, but it's how it's how, right? Yeah. Like, like how, how are you gonna do this? it? You're not and gonna level up like a normal character. I got it. Sun, sunglasses. You hunger for life. Sunglasses. No. Sunglasses. No. You need like a cloak for sure. Okay. Heavy and cloak. sunglasses and a mask probably. Okay. And a hunchback and a cane, so people just think you're that, that weirdo. Oh right. Yeah. Oh, the no face mask. Basically, yeah. Yeah, sure, exactly. you just actually be no face with the. You cloak just be on. no face. Yeah. I'm a dementor with a no face mask. Indeed. And uh, I wear sunglasses, and mm-hmm. I have uh, to kill deer like in Twilight. This is Twilight's coming up a lot, and it's because I got the Pattinson on the mind. Because Batman. Oh, gotcha, 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 gotcha. But uh, it's spooky times. That's a spooky looking Batman. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm thinking, I'm thinking I can do this. Yeah. I wonder if Dark Link is a shadow. Hey, that's a good. Uh, <laughs> how did they make Dark Link? <laughs> How do they do? How come there's only one of those bad boys? It must have been hard, right? Because he so. does. He is like your reflection in the pool. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it's just like the evil. Well, uh, Shadow Link <clears throat> dates all the way back to Zelda Two. Oh, you. Yeah. You're a Zelda Two aficionado. Yeah. That's where that's where Shadow Link's from. Yeah. Shadow Link is from. But yeah, that in the timeline is that after Ocarina? Or oh, before? it's way after. If you're looking at the actual time. Although I thought the timeline was shattered with. Um, Breath of the Wild. Be of the dub, yeah. yeah. Well, now there's a third yeah. timeline, so don't, don't, don't. There trip. was three already, so now there's a fourth timeline. I guess. Okay. Fucking, I don't fucking know. All right, tell me about the shadow stat block. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, so, the uh, the shadow is medium, undead, and chaotic evil, uh, with an armor class of twelve and hit points of sixteen. They have a movement speed of forty feet. It's nothing to sneeze at. No, Str- they're quick. Yeah. They're Did quick. I read? Uh, oh man. Uh, last up? episode, I just realized that I skipped the like regular stats. Of the oh, gibbering mouther, I didn't oh. read like its strength or anything. Oh, that would have been interesting. Too. Sorry, oh, well. okay. uh, if you're wondering about the gibbering mouther, they're pretty fucking average, except for Khan. Anyway, <laughs> they just tens across the board. <laughs> uh, that that that's not too far away from it, man. Uh, okay. Bad charisma. Uh, anyway, this is a totally yeah. Last let's talk about shadows. Uh, shadows. Shadows. They have a strength of it's six, which is very show. bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, a dex of 14, so still able to strangle, I guess. Again, just enough. Just able to grab. You just, just need enough. to get those hands up there. Uh, <laughs> 13 con, uh, 6 intelligence. Just a shout out. I guess it's harder to play this guy than I thought. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not with the new Tasha they rules. They just like to kill. Uh, wisdom is 10, and uh, Charisma is 8. So the skills, stealth plus four or plus six in dim light or darkness. Nice flavor. It's hard mm. to keep track of those little tiny pluses, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, damage vulnerabilities, uh, radiant. Yeah. And I'm so sense. not used to keeping track of, like, pluses anymore because fourth edition, they you were all over the You did that a ton, right? That, now I'm way worse at keeping track of it because yeah, <laughs> I, I never do. Because now it's, like, stuff like this, stuff where you're like, okay, well, from here out, when you whistle, you train in whistling, so you get plus blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's so that's so difficult. Um, yeah. And then, uh, like, cover. I think you get, like, can yeah, you get, like cover plus three and five one, yeah. from cover. I always forget about that. Uh, or whatever those numbers are. Damage resistances, acid, cold, fire, lightning, thunder. Bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing from non-magical attacks. So that's pretty beefy. Yeah, um, they're actually way stronger than their uh, challenge rating would imply. Right, yeah, yeah. because of that, yeah. I think. And you're immune to necrotic and yeah. poison. That's why one of these things can fuck a town up. If a town, like... Well, this, if it creates like, one. Just an, it, yeah, let's say a shadow comes into a town... And it's just your average town, farming town. Why they the might long have face? Like, oh, it's because it's five in the afternoon. 
Right. Whoa. It's, it's, okay. Sorry. <laughs> and um, the shadow comes in. Like, no one's going to be able to stop it. Like, it resists everything. No one's going to even know it's around right. until a it starts folk, killing people. The townsfolk is going to do, like, yeah. two damage to this thing tops. Right. And, again, they won't know it's there until it kills someone. Once it kills someone, now you have two. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and once those two kill, now you have four, and already it's out of control. You're closing like, up the barn it's for the spiraling. night. spiraling. You yeah. got a couple people helping this you put the horses up. This whole town is done within the week. We're, this is like 30 days of night, but with shadows. You got you killed all the strongest people in the in the horse farm. Yeah. And now they're shadows. And right. they're going to go get the folks, and then yeah. they're going to go get yeah. the, the bank. And, and I just like this idea. have all the money. I like this idea of like an adventure party rolling into this town that's just deserted and like you don't see anybody. It just seems like uh, everyone just pick up and left, but you keep seeing like movement from the corner of your eye, and but it's always in the darkness. And when you go and investigate, you don't see nothing. And you decide like because you're unless idiot, you're all 20, unless you're all 20, <laughs> uh, you decide because you're dumb adventurers to camp in the town square because you know, good cover and all that. And when twilight begins to fall dark shadows start to come out of all the houses. Yeah. And you're surrounded by hundreds of shadows. Six, of course, it's going to be a total, total party kill, but what a cool story. Six uh, would-be dudes crawl out of the well. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Um, comedy spinoff. They they, they get the bank. They get to the bank. Everybody in the town is dead. Twilight comes the next mm-hmm. day. They go into the bank. Mm-hmm. They kill all the money. Now they have twice as much money because you can't kill money, but they did. Okay, gotcha. They're rich as fuck. All right, tell me more about the Shadow Stat Block. <laughs> oh, yeah. We are reading that, aren't we? Yeah. It's a half challenge rating. They don't do language either, um, just like the Jibbering Mouther. It just right. says dash. So, yeah, language is yeah, dash. Yeah, yeah, they don't do, yeah, yeah. Not dash like run. Yeah, yeah You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? I Amorphous. The shadow can move through a space as narrow as one inch wide without squeezing like a rat. Uh, I think it might be less for a rat. Shadow Stealth. While in dim light or darkness, the shadow can take the hide action as a bonus action. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Like a rogue. Mm-hmm. Sunlight weakness. While in sunlight, the shadow has disadvantage on attack rolls, ability checks, and saving throws. That'd be a cool item to give a party, like a uh, an ampule of sunlight that you break, and it's ten turns of sunlight. That would be cool. That'd be fun. Yeah. <clears throat> Go kill the shadow town. Yeah. Uh, actions. Strength drain. Melee weapon attack. Plus four to hit. Reach of five feet for one creature. On a hit, does nine or two d6 plus two necrotic damage, mm-hmm. and that... Uh, and the target's strength score is reduced by one d four. Nice. So that, I take it that's the big, the big number, the ability score. Yeah, and when that when not the modifier. And when your yeah, and when your strength reaches zero, you die. Dude, the target dies if this. <laughs> that's the next fucking sentence. Yeah, yeah. The target dies if this reduces its strength to zero. Yeah. Otherwise, the reduction lasts until the target finishes a shorter long yeah. rest. If a non-evil humanoid dies from this attack, a new shadow rises from the corpse one d four hours later. Mm-hmm. So it's going to take some time for the shadows to take over this town. One d four is not that long. Well, I'm thinking like if you're trying my my barn scenario so, where like there there's four dudes in there at, mm-hmm. at once, it's going to take the shadow like at least an hour to get another shadow to go do the hunt. Yeah, but yeah. It doesn't have to wait. It can just move on, and then well, the one will. Think crop about up. the way this goes. Okay, so Becky goes out to the farm, gets uh, killed by a shadow. Ah, uh, Becky. Uh. By morning, there's two more shadows. Easily, right? Yeah. People find Becky's dead. They think she's been murdered. Right? They're doing investigations, but no one suspects any foul play yet. Two right. more people get murdered the next night. Now you have four shadows. People think there's a serial killer. They're not suspecting anything supernatural quite yet. Yeah, because what is an, a medicine, a medical investigation of the body even going to look like? It looked like it got strangled. Strangled? Or do you think so? Because strength drain just implies, like, this isn't a grab or a hold. It's just a hit, necrotic damage. Yeah. So, like, the life force is being drained. It's, there's no, like, physical. Yeah, that's you know, It's not right. putting bruises on you. You're me. right, you're right. 
But I think, but then once we get to the, now there's eight shadows. Yes. I think now we're suspecting something suspicious, but like eight what shadows, yeah. like, like who, who, no one's going to figure it out. The by by the next down. night we're at, we're at 16, by the next night we're at 32. People are now fleeing town. Good for them because there's going to be 64 by the next night. And yeah, it just doesn't stop. Can you imagine talking to like an owl? Like, we speak with animals that watched it all go down. Right, like, yeah. And it explains it the way, first there were two, then there were four, <laughs> yeah. then there were 36, and at that point I stopped counting because it was all over, yeah. and I flew here to I, the woods. And then I left. Yeah. Um, let's you guys a, should get the fuck out of here. Let's take a short rest. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify is great. They're taking businesses of all sizes, cradling them in their arms, to help them grow by giving them the tools they need. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success at every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dungeoncast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dungeoncast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dungeoncast. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everybody, be sure to check out Super, Super Quest, Quest Saga. Saga, a future fantasy 5th edition D&D actual play podcast home brewed and dungeon mastered by yours truly, me, and set in space. And I play in it, along with your special guest Jake and friend of the show, Josh Freeland. You can find it on YouTube, iTunes, or anywhere else you can get your podcasts. Super Quest Saga! We've returned. Did we have? Will, I like your shirt, Will. <laughs>
<laughs> I like your shirt as well. Uh, you can find merch like the stuff we have. If you're watching on YouTube, you can you can get merch like me and Will do right now mm-hmm. for yourself. Your own body could have Super Quest Saga Dungeon Cast merch. You can get a shirt yep. with Carter Huttenberg on it. It's true. You can. You can. Or uh, Persephone Gold Pedal or, or Sebastian Crenshaw or, or, or Agro Primina. Yeah, or Primina Agro or Prim. Agro Prim. Yeah, Agro Prim. That's, That's the newest look. character it's art. A, Thanks, Bubble Laser. Yeah, Shout out to Bubble Laser. That's yeah. our Super Quest Saga art. Yeah. And uh, next, uh, not the next episode of this show, but two episodes from now of this mm-hmm. show, I'm going to be wearing our Year of the Giant Dungeon Cast t-shirt. Yeah, I was going to wear one. I have one too. in the other room. It's very good. Since we can't wear our What the Grump shirt on here uh, yeah, yeah. because it gets eaten by my green so screen ordered, effect. <laughs> you ordered all the same shirts I ordered. I mean, there's like... There's, so there's a many, bunch of shirts. So many but shirts. You ordered the same three. I I, I'm gonna get my SuperQuest shirts right next round. Okay. Well, I can't right. just be spending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All this money on my own shirts. <laughs> all right. Let's get back to. Uh, <laughs> Although I do love them stuff. very much. Yeah. Spooky um, times. We got scarecrows. Halloween. I'm actually an expert on scarecrows. Are you? Tell me about scarecrows. Um, fear toxin is a thing. So he puts it in your mouth oh, and Batman, you breathe it or whatever, yeah. and then you you remember your dead parents. Right. No, this is very different. Oh. Very, very different. Okay. So scarecrows in D&D can be more than a simple straw man put out to, on a post to scare birds away from crops. Hell so, yeah, I fucking love those things. Yeah, so they can be disguised to look just as such. And in one iteration of fantasy, mm-hmm. it gets up and is like, I'm dumb as fuck. Let's oh, go, yeah. Let's go yeah. make that change. Brain, even though he's, he's the, the fucking the smartest group. one in the yeah. squad. So, Are they all that much more stupid? What? Uh, oh, these ones? Does Tin Man have a brain and just like... Or not have a brain and just doesn't know he doesn't have a brain. Maybe. The line's like that an might, animal. Yeah. So he doesn't like really. Yeah, he, does, he doesn't he come just, into the equation. He, he's just worried about the biceps. Right, indeed. All yeah. right. And the crown. So an adventurer the might throne, see bro. a line of scarecrows and assume that a farmer or hunter set them up to mark the edge of his or her territory. Okay. Yeah. But those savvy in the ways of dark magic, the fae, and even undead spirits might recognize them for the terrifying killer constructs that they are. <laughs> <laughs> This is a bad, this is like a fucking two Netflix original, uh, like Sharknado style. Yes, I love this. It's a movie trailer. Yeah. Harvest time when death revisits the twilight world and summer's blossoms uh, bow their withered heads. Eerie scarecrows loom in silent vigil over empty fields. With immortal patience, these stoic sentinels hold their posts through wind, storm, and flood, bound to their master's command, eager to terrify prey with its sack cloth visage and rend victims with its razor sharp claws the fucking necro the necromancer farmer yeah yeah sure that is it cabbage heads or people heads yeah exactly yeah yeah. so as one would expect these creatures have the basic appearance of a mundane scarecrow at first glance hell yeah vaguely humanoid in shape made of straw sticks and burlap sacks and outfitted in old dirty basic clothing Eyes cut out and a mouth stitched into the simulacrum's head or maybe even a jack-o'-lantern in place of the head um, but closer inspection of these creatures can reveal a sinister edge to their design. Those who create scarecrows often outfit their hands and feet with bladed fingers and toes. Oh, shit. Their mouths may be equipped with teeth made of metal or bone. Behind their eyes, a malevolent presence can be felt, and from the corners of one's vision, they may detect the hints of movement or a scarecrow's eyes following them as they pass. And once they begin to move, their malevolent intent is undeniable. Oh, yeah, because you know that... Uh they're either doing like floppy arms and legs and running at you like that with the yeah. blades in the end, yeah. or their whole fucking arm doesn't like, isn't able to wiggle because the whole thing is a sword. 
And it's just trying to hug <laughs> you. He's just sport. trying to, to grapple you. Yeah, sure, that. <laughs> so the various editions of D&D present different origins of creation and nature of scarecrows. Uh, second edition claims that scarecrows are enchanted creatures made from the same materials as normal, normal scarecrows, but are magically animated by using a special manual or by a god answering the plea of a priest employing an animate object spell. <laughs> Please, God. <laughs> Please, God, make my scarecrow kill trespassers <laughs> on my crops, whether it be birds, aphids, whatever, dog. Yeah, I need it to fucking clean up shop. Keep these kids keep out of my stealing film. my damn carrots and yeah. potatoes. The final step of this process is casting um, a wish. Casting the quest spell is done. That's a typo. <laughs> so you want to try again? The final step of the process is done during a new moon. That's Oh, okay. That's, yeah, that's <laughs> the basic of what I was trying to write there. So okay, 4E, right. I like this one. 4E loves to make everything Fae-related, and Scarecrows are no different. Uh, the 4E Monster Manual 3 states that, although people in the material plane play Scarecrows to scare off birds, in the Feywild they serve as a dire warning of the consequences of trespass. Unlike the mundane scarecrows of the world, a scarecrow in the Feywild can clamber down from its perch to rip the entrails from anyone foolish enough to ignore it. <laughs> Hags constructed the first animated scarecrows by weaving them from straw stolen from a farmer at the stroke of midnight, clothes taken from a freshly slain corpse, and thread made from the hair of a nightmare's mane. Years have passed since the creation of these creatures, and now animated scarecrows are common in the world as well as the Feywild. Cool. That's yeah. actually pretty cool. Yeah, I, I like that. Um, you brought up hags, so um, yeah. there was a... Uh, if you want to, sorry for the mid-episode plugs, but if you want to join our Discord, it's a really cool place. It to is. Be it's a very a cool place. D&D community. Yeah. Um, it's, it's got some Dungeon Cast-centric uh, channels, but it's it mostly just people talking about their games and their homework right. stuff. Right. But I do go into the Dungeon Cast channel, and uh, I ha- I'm not super consistent about it, but I ask for our alliterations these days. Yeah. It's yeah. fun to see what people come up with, and one of them is Veloxity again, uh, coming up with Hacky Sacking Hags. And now I can't think about, I can't think <laughs> about the hags. coven without thinking about them, like, uh, kicking I, it outside. I can see what you're talking yeah. about. All right. Well, 5e claims the Scarecrow is an animated construct given sentience by binding of the spirit of a slain evil creature, granting it both purpose and mobility. It is this uncanny presence from beyond death that allows the Scarecrow to inspire fear in those it gazes upon. Hags and witches often bind Scarecrows with the spirits of demons themselves, but even e- but any evil spirit will do. Okay. Although aspects of the spirit's personality might surface, a scarecrow spirit doesn't recall the memories it had as a creature, and its will is focused solely on serving its creator. So, normally the process of crafting a scarecrow requires months of careful, precise work. Each stitch, each handful of straw, and each scrap of cloth must be positioned, trimmed, and assembled to serve as a proper vessel for the magic that animates a scarecrow. Okay, but like normal scarecrow are real easy to put together. Yeah, you just throw those bad boys up. You need a fucking plaid shirt, some ovies, (laughs) some rubber bands. Yeah, a straw hat. Although scarecrows are constructs, they are smarter and wily than golems, homunculi, and other creatures created from the from inanimate materials. Okay, so this one might hide in the crops and come out and poke you. This cunning is further enhanced by the bond between the scarecrow and its creator. When a scarecrow spots enemies, its creator instantly becomes aware of that fact. Oh! When a scarecrow hits a creature with an attack, its creator receives a clear mental image of the foe's appearance and location. Nice! The creator sees the target as the scarecrow sees it, though it still cannot distinguish invisible or hidden creatures. The connection between creator and scarecrow makes these creatures ideal sentinels. Powerful hags and rituals, uh, post, ritualists post them as sentinels at the edge of their domains. And they mix them in with mundane scarecrows, you know, 
you just make it look like they got more. And because a coven is only going to like get you so many hags, you need yeah. to fill out the hacky sack circle with scarecrows. Exactly. Right. <laughs> if its creator dies, the spirit inhabiting a scarecrow either continues to follow its last commands, seeks revenge for its creator's death, or destroys itself. Wow. Any questions about scarecrows, Brian? These are fucking cool, man. Yeah, pretty like, dope. I, yeah. I know I've been poking a lot of fun at, <laughs> yeah. at these because there's yeah. so many ideas. Yeah. Like yeah. Uh, Battle Rager Dwarf or whatever, how uh -huh. they kind of run into you. Yeah. Can you imagine one of these with like a barbed wire kind of like woven into it? Oh, like, like underneath it. That's horrifying. So when yeah. it does go for the bear hold, you yeah. know, like full that. Nelson, whatever, yeah, half sure. Nelson. Yeah, sure. Uh, fame Asser. I think that's super cool. Super <laughs> cool idea. You're also saying a lot of words I don't know. The fame asser is a WWE move. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. Don't worry about it. Well, okay. You bend them over. You, you stun them. You bend uh -huh. them over so they're they're like crooked at the waist. So uh -huh. they're leaning forward. Yeah. And then you just basically do a jump and sit on their head while they're bent over. I think I know what you're talking and about. And you slam their face into the ground yeah. with your butt. I think that's, man, that sounds deadly. And also reminds me of a scene from The Boys. Um, but, um... One of, my, one of my players in FBATS does the fame asser on people. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, anyway, so Scarecrow is a medium construct of chaotic evil with an armor class of 11 and hit points of 36. Oh, kind of Movement speed level. is 30 feet. Okay. Normal. Yeah. This thing's uh, a mob of these. I'm already picturing a mob of these. Yeah. Uh, strength, 11. Dex, 13. Con, 11. Intelligence, 10. Wisdom, 10. Charisma, 13. So their force of will is a little stronger. Yeah. Uh, so damage vulnerability. Fire. Fire. Mm -hmm. Very good, Will. Um, damage resistance. Bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing from non-magical attacks. Pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, that's, see, at low levels, that's, that's potent. Yes. Yes, yeah. it is. Uh, damage immunities uh, are poison. Condition immunities are, yeah, you cannot poison straw. Uh, or can you? Mm. It won't. The straw yeah. will just be poisonous. It doesn't yeah. die no, uh, yeah. or is hurt. It is dead know. already. It's it's undead straw. Dead straw. <laughs> straw is dead. Straw is dead. Straw yeah, is exactly. something that has died. Yeah. Uh, okay. So condition immunities are charmed, exhaustion, frightened, paralyzed, poisoned, and unconscious. Can't be put unconscious. It's a construct. Okay, that makes sense. So yeah. senses: dark vision, sixty feet. Sentinel. Passive perception is ten. Uh, languages: understands the language of its creator, but can't speak. With a challenge rating of one, which probably is not super realistic with you're talking low level stuff. Yeah, but one at low level is really strong. It, you're right. You're right about that. With, yeah. I'm just thinking back to the damage resistance again. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I think the fire thing could be fun because low level characters learn like burning hands. Oh, yeah. That's real, cool. real. Yeah. Uh, this is the low is, magic uh, problem. This is a cool. Maybe two of these guys at levels one or two, like in a field, as long as you do have a spellcaster with fire spells. Yeah, or just like really high AC guys, I guess. Yeah, that too. Yeah, I'd, it'd be know, a tough take fight, but it'd fight. be a good fight. Right. Uh, it would. This would. These guys could make for a good fight done right. Yeah. False appearance. While the scarecrow remains motionless, it is indistinguishable from an ordinary inanimate scarecrow. So I, when I'm playing games, I I feel like it should be. These kinds of like uh, like abilities should be underlined and like honored, I guess. Yeah, to a certain degree. It's like just like this is unbeatable by the dice, is what I, I I think. Yeah, I think so. I know they're supposed to be identical, and like I think they can be made to be identical. But like a lot of the art that you see of them, and a lot of the descriptions I've read of them, like these motherfuckers got razor blades on their hands. That's not normal. You know what I mean? I'm thinking like they can 
they like can hide a, like that a, magically. Like a mimic. When a mimic is stationary, it can. You know, I'm, I'm mostly thinking like, okay, this thing's gonna Wolverine its blades out when it's time to go go to town. I like that. That's cool. No, yeah. I, I see what you mean. That's really so, cool. So, so I think I think when you have because with the mimic, like a player can be like, the mimic says it's like indistinguishable. You cannot tell that that thing's a door or, right. or a chest yeah. or other. You, there's no way of knowing unless you know. There's no way of knowing unless you put it there or like yeah. somebody told you. Yeah, exactly. That, you, you have to know it was a mimic in the first place. Right, so. and that I feel like that should go for that, the mimic a hundred percent. For this, I, I see what you mean. I don't and do a I, lot of I, hard. I, I, I don't do a lot of hard rules as a yeah, DM. Yeah. This is one I I think. Yeah. I'm going to stick by and it. And I, I think I, I can see why, and I like how you made it work for the Scarecrow. Yeah, so the multi-attack is going to be the Scarecrow makes two claw attacks, which is cool, like the Wolverine thing again. Mm. Um, I'm getting some Peaky Blinders vibes. I, I've, only, I've never really seen it. They, they're they a gang in London, the Industrial yeah. Revolution. They take their hats off, those mm-hmm. little paperboy hats, mm-hmm. and they've got razor blades lined in them, and mm-hmm. they blind the fuck out of people oh, with them. Shit. So that's okay. kind of cool, just like... Do they swipe the hat itself? They they take the hat off and they swipe it across their face, the oh, guy's face. Wow. It's like frisbee style almost. Um, I'm picturing that. Uh, the claw is a melee weapon attack with plus three to hit, a reach of five feet, one target. It's going to do six or two d4 plus one slashing damage. If the target is a creature, it must succeed on a DC 11 wisdom saving throw or be frightened until the scarecrow's next turn. Which that's really cool to mm-hmm. like actually put the scare. Into people with the yeah, scarecrow, yeah, you know, I like, like that. That's, yeah. that's fun. It's pretty neat. Uh, terrifying glare. The scarecrow targets one creature it can see within thirty feet of it. Uh, if the target can see the scarecrow, the target must succeed on a DC eleven wisdom saving throw or be magically frightened until the the end of the scarecrow's next turn. Right. The frightened target is paralyzed. So that's kind of cool. Um, yeah, it's got a lot going on. For a, such a low CR thing, and I like it. Is this? Did we talk about a four E like upgraded scarecrow that I forgot about already? Um, no, we didn't talk about it. But four <laughs> E had three scarecrows, and they all had like especially you have the scarecrow skewer and the scarecrow terrifier. Right. That's what I was. Like that, yeah. I was kind of fishing for and that it had sort that, of thing. It had that stuff. I didn't write any of it down though, because I like. I think I've seen art of these scarecrows yeah. with like uh, like. Nash teeth, mm-hmm. uh, so a bite attack would have been cool in here. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but those are really easy to homebrew in. Exactly, attack, they so. are, and we've said that a hundred times. It's easy to homebrew these creatures. Yeah, it's, it, I always find myself tweaking monsters constantly. Yeah, because these are like they're hand tailored for like the the caster or whoever made it. Mm-hmm. So I think it would be really cool to put like a personal touch of that, exactly. like a, an insight yep. into who this is right. and what they what, what they think about. is scary and right. shit. Like yeah. One with like smiling, you know, a jack-o'-lantern scarecrow with the jack-o'-lantern head having the gnashed right. teeth. Exactly. That's, that's a cool look. The wolverine mm-hmm. claws. The swords mm-hmm. as arms. <laughs> right, yeah, sure. That but, too. you know, the sword is, I want to be clear, the sword is inside like the shirt with the hay. Uh-huh, it's uh-huh. just like the stick you would use to make the arm straight. It's, it's just a, sword. a fucking bastard sword or something. Yeah, I like yeah, that. yeah, that's yeah. cool. You're there. You're there with me. All righty. I think it's time <laughs> we got ready for our long rest. It's time to sleep, motherfuckers. <laughs> Observe my feet, William, and be scared. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Uh, yeah, it's just Wolverine down there. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought it was going to be more thematic. No, they're, um, they're little... Uh, these are these are nice. These are nice slippies. Um, a gift from Demogorgon. They are... Uh, it's just my feet wearing plaid shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, so my ankle is like where the head of the scarecrow would be. Okay. And then I'm kind of liking these these vibes, you know, yeah, this kind of yeah, slippy. Sure. So the... The foot section looks like the body of a scarecrow, so it's actually got little arms and legs coming off of it, and it's got this. Okay, it's a. I don't know. It doesn't have a face, but uh, you can tell. You are the face. There are daggers in the feet of of the 
of the scarecrow. So my gotcha. my slippy foot has two little scarecrow feet on it uh-huh. that are they have, they're you know, razor bladed out. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like a weapon. That's kick, what that sounds like that. Kick and yeah. stab. Thanks, mm-hmm. Demogorgon, for the nice, comfy slippies. <laughs> thanks for the thanks for the present. These are also LL Bean, but they are. Uh, well, do you know what LL Bean is? Nope. It's they're very high end slippers. They're like sixty bucks for these. Slippers. Oh, it's like a brand like, name. Yeah, a brand. Gotcha. LL Bean. Okay. Yeah. Because I uh, every time I go to make the joke, I'm expecting a, to get a kick out of you, but I'm not, and I I think it's because you don't know what LL Bean I had no is. No idea. No, I had zero concept. <laughs> uh, a lot of people might not know what LL Bean is, but if you look them up, sorry for the random LL Bean plugs, but I bought wish, my sister. Wish we were being sponsored. I bought my. Yeah, I know, right? Hey, LL Bean, do you <laughs> we like got D&D? a whole slipper section of the show? Yeah, you can do a lot of stuff with the shit I've said. Uh, I bought my sister some LL beans for Christmas one year, and she was like stoked about them. For oh, for sure, long. they lasted forever. Are they too. like really good slippers? They're hardcore. Yeah, okay, they make like cool. moccasins and stuff, like that, that sort of thing. I think for they sure. make lots of stuff. But what I'm trying to tell you is that these slippers are so fucking nice. Uh, <laughs> the next thing, the next, the next thing we got to talk about is our uh-huh. contest. Uh, yes, Rhyme of the Frost Maiden is over, but the same thing's pretty much going on with two revamped Curse of Strahd things yep. mm-hmm. modules. Yes, yep, you can get them. Uh, but you got to do stuff. You do. Um, on Twitter, all you have to do is share a link to an episode of one of our shows with the hashtag DungeonCast, so you'll be entered to win. Uh, I'll be drawing a name on Halloween night. That's right, baby. And I'm doing the Instagram one. Tag a friend in the comments. Uh, one comment, one tag. Gets you one entry, so you can do it a bunch yeah. of times. The whole point is to spread the word about the Dungeon Cast or Super Quest Saga or DD5 or whatever show that we make that you like to people that don't watch it yet that potentially would. You know, that's the whole thing. That's the whole idea. So we just want to promote the show and give a couple of people out there something real nice to uh, take a bite out of on Halloween night. Um, I know it's a little counterintuitive that we're giving it out on Halloween. I know. I thought about it. Because the whole month is over and then you strut up. But like build up that Halloween energy and then unleash (laughs) it all. You're not going to be fair. You're not going to finish strut in a month. No, you're not. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. You're gonna finish Strahd in three months. You, no, you six finish, months. Like I think I've seen a lot of people. That's their campaign for the year. Yeah, yeah. you gotta if you're so. every two week in it or whatever once a month. Yeah, you know, exactly. scheduling things. Yeah, but yeah, that's a, it's a big one. It's a right. big campaign. Uh, there's a lot of cool stuff in the the revamped. Like we're giving away the special edition with the tin shaped like a coffin or whatever it is. You know? Right. It's got the new book inside. It yeah, says it's got vamp on it. New, it says vamp on the stuff. cover. It does. Um, anyway, <clears throat> go to teespring.com and find the Dungeon Cast shop. Or if you mm-hmm. want to look in the show notes below, it's down there. Yeah. Uh, and you can buy some merch, like the yeah. What the Grump T-shirts shirt. T-shirts and mugs and, yeah. If yeah. you don't know what the What the Grump sh- thing is all about, uh, go listen to episode 150. Yeah, that's true. The yeah. Grumpsh episode. Yeah, the Grumpsh episode. Uh, so, yeah, that's where that, that's from. All the things we say on the show. We're thinking about getting um, some new stuff. Oh, the Patreon-exclusive item. We didn't talk about it, but it's oh, on its yeah, way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the art commission has been made, and it will be here. So there will be a new... Because the What the Grumpsh art is a Patreon-exclusive mug also right now. So yeah. this is, like, it might be too late for when this episode actually airs for you to get the What the Grumpsh mug. Yeah. I think you had to do it already. You had it, to do it It really it depends on when we get in there and make the change. Yeah. Um, so it might not be too late. You can go check that out. It's too late. I think it is. It's, it's 100% it's too, late. too late. I think you guys are too late on the What the Grumpsh mug, but you can get a What the Grumpsh t-shirt and you can go listen to episode 150. But we are getting a new Patreon exclusive item. It's going to be a hat. Yes, it is going to be a hat. With... Can we, t- we, we've already said it, right? Um, I think we already talked about it. On did the we show. talk about it already? Yeah. It's either okay. on the episode that's airing today. Okay. You go or, ahead then. Yeah. It's, a, it's the word indeed. Well, it's more, <laughs> it's more than the word indeed. God damn it. Indeed. Indeed, indeed. it is. Indeed it is the word indeed. It's the word indeed on a hat 
uh, uh-huh. with our Dungeon Cast logo on it, but it's going to be really cool, like yeah. stylized. Yeah. Indeed, it is. And uh, are we doing the D twenty thing with the TDC? It's got it? a D twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's included in the design. Right. So it's it's going to be stylized. It's going to be cool looking. It's yeah. going to be brandable Dungeon Cast stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's exciting. Yeah, I'm, I'm, ex- I'm definitely going to wear one. On the show. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I got to get one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I know a lot of people on the Patreon are excited for the reup. Uh, so yeah, if you want are interested in supporting us on patreon.com slash dungeoncast, there's a ton of bonus content in there. You can get all these episodes. We record them in batches of three at a time typically, and they will be available usually the day after we record them. They'll all be up there at the latest, but usually the day of that we record them. I've got them all, you know, the Patreon version of it up on to the the feed. You get um, a special podcast feed that gets all those uh, all those drops. Uh, you get access to um, our Dungeon Cast exclusive Patreon channel um, on our Discord. You get so much, so much shit. Live, actual play comedy games, um, and then like there are obviously the the merch tiers. So that's where you're yep. gonna go find all that stuff. Um, we're gonna do any Patreon shoutouts next episode. So that's all I've got. Yeah, sounds good. I think uh, we can call it a game. Let's call it a game. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts.